Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. Today I'm on YouTube. I should be on Facebook as well on my Walters Wanderings Travel pod, uh, travel uh, page, checking off your bucket list since 2014, as well as my regular Scott Walters Facebook page. I'm happy to be on all three platforms today. And uh, today we will be talking soon with Neville Spence. He is from an outfit called Island Dream Tours, which is a a company he founded, and it's in Jamaica. And uh, what they basically do is, for people who are staying on site at Jamaican resorts, and even some people who are on the port uh, in port on cruises, um, Neville can go ahead and make arrangements to do all kinds of things for you. He also does airport transfers and such. So um, he does a lot of good things for the people in Jamaica and for tourists who want to visit Jamaica. Mostly because um, a lot of people who go to the all-inclusive resorts in places like Jamaica, they go and they have fun and they do all their stuff. But the one thing they don't do is they don't go ahead and they don't take advantage of the rest of the island. I mean, the beaches are great and the resorts are wonderful, but there's so much more to see and do when you're in Jamaica. Um, Also want to let you know that if you do uh, book something uh, through me with Neville, um, we'll get you 10% off your trip. Uh, your excursion. So be looking forward to that. That is our uh, special offering today um, to get you uh, on board with Neville Spence and Island Dreams Tours. Now, before he comes here, we're going to talk about something unrelated, and that is my recent um, trip on the Norwegian Breakaway. Um, So today I want to talk about the ship, the Norwegian Breakaway, and uh, it was a very interesting ship. I really enjoyed a lot of it. Some of it I did not enjoy, Um, so we're all ready to go, Um, and so we are ready to go. Oh, look, we're going to be joining up with Facebook. All right. Oh, not here. Silly me. I don't know what that was. Anyways, hopefully this stream from StreamYard will go onto the Facebook. If not, I will post it on the Facebook uh, and take care of it that way. All right, let me see. Let me go on here. I gotta find my spot while I'm waiting for Neville to show up. Hopefully he does. Um, Okay. So let me talk to you about the Norwegian Breakaway um, and while we wait for Neville to show up. The Breakaway has uh, is a ship that was imported in New York and is going to actually come back again. Um, cruise lines love to reposition their boats. Uh, I call them, I call it the dance of the cruise ships. And uh, so uh, the Breakaway has been in New York. It will be back in New York for all of my New York fans. So be ready for that uh, coming up later in the year. It is a larger ship that has 17 decks. And uh, although decks 5 to 17 are the passenger-friendly ones, if you go below deck 5, you're in crew space and you're in the things like the boiler room and places like that. So that's not exactly the place you need to be. Now, we were fortunate enough to be in what the cruise line calls the haven. Uh, for lack of a better term, it's a ship within a ship. So, um, And it's a beautiful thing. It's located way upstairs um, in the front of the ship. There are Haven designated cabin cabins on several um, ship on several decks, so we were on deck 16. Uh, deck 16 um, 
is where all the action is. And we had a wonderful two bedroom suite. Um, earlier, I posted my video of that on Facebook. So look for that uh, both on my business page and my personal page. Our suite was ridiculously well appointed with the king bed in one bedroom. Uh, also had bunks in the other bedroom, which was interior in style. There was a no window or anything, um, which actually made it very dark in the morning. My older daughter was actually complaining it was too dark. Um, I told her, well, you should have had a nightlight. But anyway, <laughs> there was also a pull-out couch in the living area. So the suite actually slept six comfortably. There is a traditional cruise ship bathroom with a small shower in that interior cabin. And then uh, as far as the uh, uh, balcony area, um, the bathroom there was ridiculous. It was well-appointed. It had a double vanity. It had a soaking tub with a big picture window that you could see out. So you could have a, a soak with a view. It had a wonderful shower with multiple shower heads. And it also had uh, a separate uh, and closed off, uh, you know, uh, commode. And uh, it was really quite, quite well appointed and uh, spacious and all of that. And uh, it actually had extra storage room for all of your uh, uh, bath and uh, toiletry essentials. So it was really well done. It was a well done space. The suite also has a typical balcony that can seat two. It's not very big, but you don't really need a big balcony to have a great time uh, in there. You just need uh, room for two. Because if all five of us came out to the balcony, we the only reason we had more than two out there was to maybe see a view when we reached a port. And then also there was a sitting area with a table for four. And we also had uh, a wonderful bar area with fridge and espresso machine and glassware. The espresso machine came in very handy for that early morning uh, cappuccino, let me tell you. Now, overall, the square footage um, actually rivaled uh, some New York City apartments. There was 516 square feet. And they also have sufficient closet space for cruises longer than nine nights. We were on a nine-night cruise. Um, you could, you would definitely be able to have enough uh, space for a 14-day cruise without any difficulty. Now, with the Haven, you'll get the usual cabin steward, who was very good, and you also get a butler. Um, the butler can actually uh, take care of uh, any whims, fancies, and calls. So say you wanted a bowl of potato chips at 10 o'clock at night, you call the butler, butler comes with a bowl of potato chips at 10.05 or 10.10. Um, at the end of the cruise, I actually opined to the uh, to the butler, boy, I would like to have a little baggie of gummy bears. And he gave me a big, big, ginormous bag of gummy bears. It was ridiculous. I was laughing so hard when I saw that. I go, oh, my gosh, he actually did that? That's crazy. And um, But we didn't take advantage of the butler like we should have because the butler could have gone ahead and done all kinds of things, and we just didn't do that. So that's the way that goes. So, But uh, we will make sure next time he gets, uh, gets the treatment. Now, the Haven also has an exclusive restaurant. It serves three meals a day plus snacks. Now, the biggest issue I have with the restaurant there, although the food and service was absolutely wonderful, was that the menu was the same. Now, granted, we did eat at three specialty restaurants and one regular dining room, but uh, they could very easily offer an entree from one of the specialty restaurants every night. Uh, this is also given the fact that if you ask the butler for something from a specialty restaurant, say you wanted uh, some sushi rolls from the uh, sushi place or you wanted uh, some noodles from the noodle house, he could come go and get them for you. So, again, um, there's no doubt that they could go ahead and put uh, a specialty restaurant offering on the menu every night. 
Now, they also have a lounge at the Haven, and uh, the lounge at the Haven has the best mixologist on board. They're really not bartenders, but the reason I say that is if you tell them the type of drink you like, say you like something sweet with uh, maybe uh, cherries and raspberries, and you are a fan of vodka, and you like to have a little bit of ginger ale um, in your drink, um, they'll actually go ahead and concoct something for you. They will create your next favorite drink. My wife had something called the Pimm's Cup, which is apparently a British invention, using the Pimm's liqueur and a bunch of fruit and stuff and and uh, topped off with a little ginger ale. And my wife really, really liked that. Um, the mojitos, the Bloody Marys, um, all the drinks that you would expect were done with great, great, great accuracy and aplomb. And it was really, really quite nice to have such a wonderful and attentive bar staff on board. In fact, every morning I would just uh, hand over my little cruise card so they could uh, note the sale. And I, and I said, you know, I need my usual. And they'd bring my Bloody Mary out in about three minutes. So it's just tremendous. And I wish I could have a Bloody Mary right now, to be honest. But that's okay. The Haven also has a pool. Now, the pool could be bigger, but they didn't make it bigger. It has two hot tubs. It has a sauna. It has a private sun deck and more. Now, I think there's even a small gym with a few exercise pieces. So you don't even have to go to the regular spa or gym. I mean, you could for spa treatments and massages and whatnot, but you didn't actually have to go there, which is nice. And you don't have to fight for a space for the chair hogs at the main pool, which I saw the main pool, and I go, wow, there are chair hogs here that are unfreaking believable. Now, there's also a concierge that can help set, schedule your seating and entertainment in the main theater and to help arrange specialty dining. Um, so we did have a glitch in dining one night, but the, I was able to do my magic and make uh, lemonade out of lemons. Um, and there are also some improvements that could be made at the Haven. Haven gets get priority seating at the main theater, but the priority seating at the main theater is off to the side. Like, what? Off to the side? Are you kidding me? Well, it is off to the side, which is really, really stupid, in my opinion. Put it in the center. Now, they claimed it because they didn't have enough staff to monitor the space, but you could grab someone else who's not a Haven person say, all right, watch this side, make sure it's only Haven guests that show their ID. And it's pretty simple, but uh, apparently too, not, not simple enough for these people. And then uh, the other is Haven guests should get a free cover charge to the ice bar. Yes, the Breakaway has an ice bar uh, sponsored by Sky Vodka, where you can go in and get suited up in, in a wonderful warm uh, clothing thing and go to the ice bar. It's a $20 cover charge. And no doubt if they gave one free admission, one free cover charge per person, they're not losing any money. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way. I didn't go into the bar because I didn't want to pay the cover charge. What can I tell you? Sometimes I'm just too cheap. And then also they need to offer a choice between the uh, typical cruise lanyard and uh, the, what they gave, which was like a kind of like a card holder, like a business card holder. Um, Business card holders fine if you have pockets, but if you don't have pockets, the lanyard's much easier, especially for the kids and teenagers on board. Uh, I think they would prefer lanyards. But bottom line, those are all first-world things that can be easily fixed. So on to dining. We had two specialty restaurant reservations um, that we got for um, our cruise. One was at Teppanyaki, the Apache restaurant, and then the other was at La Cucina, the Italian restaurant. Now, I'm happy to report that these are two of the best onboard dining experiences that I've ever had on cruise ships. And I've been on over 20 cruises, so I have a lot of experience with dining. 
highly entertaining teppanyaki is a high energy setting the setting and high energy eating experience is part show and part eating um it's hibachi in nature so you get the hibachi chefs they do everything but uh, put things on fire because of course on a cruise ship you can't put things on fire but it was really really good the food was really really filling and they actually gave very large portions um, the other restaurant, the Italian restaurant, La Cucina, offered traditional northern Italian cuisine that was presented tastefully and executed very well. Again, it's definitely worth going for, and I actually tipped them extra um, for their efforts. Now, we were scheduled also to go to the undersized and overpopulated Shanghai Noodle House another night. Now, we were told that we had a reservation from the Haven concierge staff, and because um, we had arranged that, and they had said, oh, yeah, 5 o'clock, you'll have a reservation. Uh, we'll we'll have someone take you down, and we'll we'll have you get seated and eat. Wow, that sounds great. But when we arrived at uh, ten to five, because we were told to actually get there early, um, the manager of the uh, Shanghai Noodle House became quite a pita, P-I-T-A, pain in the, and wouldn't seat us. Um, it was really quite embarrassing to me, to my family, to the poor escort, to even the concierge staff person who came down. And hopefully this uh, manager of the uh, Shanghai Noodle House has been uh, counseled properly in how to behave uh, with guests uh, from the Haven. And if that if it's not really a reservation, the Haven can't say that it is. So, you know, it's got to work both ways. Um, but we were able to then go down to the Manhattan Dining Room, which um, actually is themed out like a Manhattan social club in New York City. The food was pretty good. Um, the service was pretty good, except the... Uh, they only gave us one dessert menu for the five of us, which was kind of weird, but we still managed to make do with it. And again, first world problems. So when I uh, got back from our dining experience at the uh, Manhattan Club uh, that we had, instead of going to the Shanghai Noodle House, I talked to my concierge staff and I actually took my concerns then to the head of restaurant operations because I, it was not pleasant. And, and quite frankly, no one should have uh, been exposed to the behavior that I was exposed to. So the head of the restaurant operations offered us a complimentary meal in one of the other specialty restaurants. So we chose Wasabi, which was a sushi restaurant. Um, it was a big hit. It was really, the sushi was really, really, really good. And the portions were really big. We're talking 25% larger than the portions I get from my regular sushi place here in New York. But they don't offer doggy bags. I don't know why. You should be able to take your food, your extra food, and put it in the refrigerator and have it later. But they don't do that. And just don't get that. Now, I didn't do any other food or, um, on board because there's no need. With uh, the Haven restaurant, six nights, um, five nights actually, and the uh, three specialty restaurants in the Manhattan uh, dining room, we got all nine nights covered. But this is what gets me crazy. Um, I had drinks at many of the bars, right? Because, you know, you go to bars and you go to lounges and you grab drinks, you know, on your way around. Um, the drinks weren't consistent. So a Moscow mule that my wife would get at the Haven would not be the same Moscow mule that we got when we went to karaoke uh, in, in another place. Or the same when we went to the atrium bar. It's like, what? It's not hard. The, we're not talking difficult drinks here. We're talking, you know, standard drinks. We're talking, you know, the type of drinks that you're used to. Mojitos. What, what, whatever they're offering uh, in, in a standard drink. So it's like, I don't understand why there's no consistency in the drink making. Because it's two ounces of this, three ounces of that. You shake it up, you you know, you muddle, whatever whatever the formula is. Even the Pimm's Cups were entirely different 
um, on board. So my wife was like, what? I was too, because like, how do you not do the same thing when you're in different parts of the ship? You know, they're all trained the same way, or you think so. Now, this is a large ship, okay? Um, regular standard double capacity, double occupancy capacity is um, at uh, 4,000 people. But we had 5,000 on board during our cruise. So um, there were people coming, going, and all of that. It was unbelievable. It was really unbelievable that we had that. So, um, but the problem is when you have those things, um, you have issues at times because here's what it is. Let me find my spot here. I'm sorry. The ship has most of the normal amenities that all large cruise ships have. They like to do everything on a Euroway basis. So if we go to the top of the ship, we see there's a ropes course. They have basketball court and they have an outdoor play area and the entries to all the water slides. Now, I didn't go on any of those things, but I looked and I saw it and, and there was certainly enough to do there. We also um, went to the next deck below, which is the pool deck. Um, the pool deck was really, really crazy busy because, again, you're looking at 5,000 passengers instead of 4,000. So it's over double occupancy, but it's not at capacity. And then you're also looking at the issue that there's no large um, big screen TVs like other cruise ships have by the by the pool deck. Um, a lot of cruise ships have these now so they can show big events, show movies, whatever else. And I didn't see that here. And it's very weird. But um, there are the usual number of chair hogs, towel droppers, etc. cetera. Um, again, I was glad to be in the Haven because the Haven uh, pool did not have the towel hogs, towel droppers, and all of that. You're able to find a seat and find your way to the pool without any issue. Now, the main pool is salt water. The Haven pool was not, but the main pool is salt water, and it's six feet, eight inches deep all around. So you do have to have some swimming ability to enter. Um, I don't remember if there were life vests involved, but um, quite possibly there were. So just be rem reminding of that. And then there's also a smaller pool that's four feet deep. So if you're still, if you got people under four feet tall, they're still going to have to have some uh, ability to swim. And there is also a splash area for the kids as well. So after several decks of cabins, we get to the main action, which starts on Deck 8. Deck 8 has some of the entertainment venues on board, including a rock and roll theme bar, the ice bar, the whiskey bar, and other lounges. Um, as well, um, the ice bar frequented ice-cold vodka. I did go to karaoke every night. They offered it because that's what I do. Um, there's also some shops on Deck 8, so be aware of that. Have your plastic ready to be melted or put it on your folio when you leave the ship. On deck seven, there's more entertainment venues and, of course, the ubiquitous casino. The casino is rather large with tables of all varieties, uh, including craps, roulette, many of the slot machines. They're all ready to take your money. They do have poker, blackjack, and slot tournaments. I did qualify and enter the blackjack tournament. I did make the final table, but I finished second. So what did I get for second? Nothing. But I did not shame my family because I finished second. All right. We're going to be continuing that review later. But right now, it looks like we get Neville Spence on board. Hold on. Let me get him on board on our feed. Neville, are you there? Yes. Yes, Cut, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Now, um, we're here on the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast, and we're going to talk about what you do for the fine tourist in Jamaica, which is really, really nice. Because as I was explaining earlier before you popped on, 
Um, a lot of people, when they go to Jamaica, they just only take advantage of the resort that they're at. That does it. Which is all well and good because the sands are the sandy beaches are beautiful. Most of the resorts are all very well maintained. Um, for a lot of people, you know, look, they don't need to have. There's no need for them to go off resort property because that's you know their type of vacation is just to have a nice fruity drink and uh, and enjoy the scenery, do people watching, enjoy the food and whatever else that the resort may have to offer. But you can come in and you can actually show them some really great authentic Jamaican stuff. And you can do the transfers from airports, from the airports uh, in Jamaica to resorts, which is really quite handy also, because again, you know, when you're, when you get a shared uh, transportation, sometimes 12 other people and it's all my gosh, but if, if we get you involved, then it'll be just, you know, the family unit that's going to the resort. And then again, you, you know, your, your staff can also, you know, do a little bit of authentic, uh, you know, storytelling as uh, people go along. So did I get what you do uh, properly uh, talked about? Uh, did, did I explain you properly? Yeah, man, you, you explain it down to the T. All right. So, so we, we, we are, we are a, trans a private transportation company here in Montego Bay. So we offer private um, transfers from it, from the airport, as you said, most persons don't like to be in a shuttle where as you come to the airport, you're going to be waiting on others to fill up the bus. The bus is going to make in pit stops. The bus is going to make stops at other resort. While you just want to get to the resort ahead of the crowd, get your feet in the sand. And that's where our company comes in. We provide you with that luxury service, pick you up, drop you off immediately, nonstop. That's excellent. And I know that one thing I always uh, make sure to book for my clients when they get to, when they're flying into Jamaica and out is a Club Mobe at the airport. Yeah, man, that thing is so hard to get now these days. Yeah, it is difficult to get. But, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, because, you know, I do have uh, ways and means I'm able to go ahead and, and get that access for people both when they're, you know, arriving in Jamaica so they can cool their heels. And even sometimes more importantly, when they're leaving Jamaica, well, you know, because you always have to be at the airport a bit early these days, um, you know, but uh, to have that Club Mobe, it just, it's simply one of the best um, club lounges uh, of any airport that, that I've been exposed to. Um, and of course, you can actually, you know, once they get to Jamaica, you know, they'll be able to, they can say they're in Club Mobe and they, they can contact you and you can give them directions yeah, so, to find people. So um, we, we have a saying in Jamaica, Club Mobe is the best thing since sliced bread. Um, so with Club Mobe is that when you, when you book Club Mobe, um, normally when clients book with us, we give them like a confirmation um, with our logo. So you, the clients would print that. And when they get to Club Mobe, they would say to Club Mobe, our transportation service is Island Dream Tour. So the rep that received them would come out, look for us, find us, prep us, and then go back inside, wait like 10, 5 minutes, and then bring them out to us. Well, that's pretty simple. Um, and again, you know, people can be dropped back off at the airport after their resort stay and, uh, you know, be able to enjoy the Club Mobe Bay while they await the, the first boarding call announcement for their flight. So, you know, the, like I said, the Club Mobe Bay is definitely um, top shelf stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Right, right. 
Now, you do offer some tours and you do offer transport to different places yeah. on the island. Um, I guess what I want to ask is what are what are like a couple of the ones you would highlight for people? Um, let, let's start with families. So you have to say, you know, two adults and two children. The children are like nine and 13. What yeah. would be the type of excursion that you would offer and recommend for those people? All right. For kids. All right. Um, for kids, they have like, in, I know in Montego Bay, they have the morning cruise. That, that's a catamaran. Um, that's good for kids. Snorkel. They go, they go to Margaretville. And then you have Dolphin Cove is there. Um, you have the Bamba Rafting is there. Um, that's good for kids too. And you have, um, you have a next tour. We call it Rasta Safari. It's a, it's a UTV tour. Um, perfect for family. Um, so mom and dad, mom can drive one, dad can drive one. Um, that's one. Then you have the horseback riding. You have the river tubing. Um, you have Dunsborough Falls is there. Uh, what else? The Blue Hole. Blue Hole is, is a must. For family, kids, that's the adrenaline rush right there. So those are those are the, those are the tour and, and then Luminous Lagoon. So those are the tours on top of my head that th those are those tours are perfect for family. Well, that's good. Now, all right. So let's now talk about. So you have uh, you know two couples, empty nesters, are in their mid fifties. Yeah, they're, they're going together. What kind of tour would you uh, recommend for them? Um, rafting, um, Clam Dunsover, Pelican Bar, Appleton Rum Tour. Appleton Rum Tour. I got to tell you a funny story. I, uh, before you tell me about the details of going to the Appleton Rum Tour, I have to tell a funny, funny story. I was on a cruise years ago with my in-laws and others, and um, we, we did dock in Jamaica, and uh, I selected with my father-in-law um, the Appleton Rum uh, Tour. Now, we did not know it was – now, you have to understand, from, from a lot of places – um, and from the from the cruise port, it's a two hour drive, and we did not know it was a two hour drive because you know, the, the the tour the tour information from the cruise did not say it was a two hour drive, but it was a two hour drive. And question, question: You went to Appleton from the cruise? Yeah, from the cruise, we did it. Was it was an all day shore excursion? Yeah. Ooh, that man, that that's risky. Well, no, it was the, the cruise. The, the the cruise line uh, set it up, so the cruise line had you know would you know if we were late, they would have they would have waited for us. Oh, okay, okay, I understand. So, so it wasn't an independent tour. Which, yeah, if, if there's an issue at all, because again, it is two hours from from the you know from that from that uh, cruise uh, port. But we went, and and uh, the looks from my wife and my mother-in-law to myself and my father-in-law. On the way back, you know, we went and uh, we 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 sampled all the beautiful rum that Appleton has to offer. We we bought several bottles to take back with us. But on that ride back, if if looks could kill, why like my father-in-law and I would have been, uh, you know, buried out at sea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a word to the wise that depending on where you are located, yes, on the yes. island, it could be a long drive. But the difference is with you. You have local people that can add local flavor. We had the, the bus with 15 other people on it, and the bus driver just drove. He didn't he didn't add any local flavor at all. So with with, with your crew, you can add the local flavor, then uh, yeah, maybe, and yeah. maybe you can do other things 
on the way, like go, go to that bar that we didn't get to um, and do all those kind of things. And when you're on resort and not as a cruise port excursion, um, there is more flexibility in time. Yes, that, that, that is it. So I always, when someone reach out to us, no, reach out to me, ask them to book a tour. The first thing I ask them, where are they staying? If they're staying in Montego Bay, Lucy, Negril, whatever. So from there, I can base and give them my recommendation. Hey, I would say, hey, you, if you're in Ocherius, I would say, hey, if you want to go there, you can because I have someone in that area. But it's a long drive from Ocherius to get to Appleton. It's about three hours. You know what I mean? So I prep clients and give them information of the distance because most of the times clients doesn't know the geographical area of, of the um, island. So I, I break it down to them. I say, hey, go on Google Map, put in where you are to where you want to go, and you can see the distance. And if you want to traverse to that area, you know what I mean? So Oh, yeah, it's, that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So And, and then the next thing too, um, when you go private transportation like what I do, it's a luxury. It, we don't rush. We, 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 we customize uh, along the way. So you want to stop at the local um, jerk shop at the roadside. You want to sample anything on the way, we can do that. While, if you, while if you go with like the, the, the shuttle the shuttle tours, there's no there's no flexibility. It's no. like point A, point B. Pick you up, drop you after the tour. Hey, we're here to go back to the resort. That's what it no, does. It, it's true. It's it's, it's true. Ha having that personal touch definitely does help. Um, so what is what are like the most popularly uh, booked uh, tour excursions that you offer? Um. Popular, to be honest, I don't really have a popular one that I book. Book is that it, it just come down to the persons. Um, this day we, I will, this day we have like person going to the grill to do the, the, the catamaran. Next next month I will have person want to go to the blue hole, um, in Ocherias. So it's 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 up and down within the tours. Well, that's good because again, there's a, there's a wide variety of things to do in Jamaica. There's no yep, doubt. A lot. I mean, I think that's one of the one one of the things people forget when when they're like on an island and they're at the beach that there's much more. And Jamaica does have like rainforest areas. There, there, you know, you do have things like the Nuns River Falls. You do have other things as well, and uh, you have all kinds of uh, you know varied things. You can, you know, even I'm sure there's even shopping tours uh, as well that you know you could offer for people who might want to do some shopping and maybe go get some coffee and stuff. You know, besides the rum. Yeah, man, definitely. There's a lot. So that's really good. So now I have uh, two more questions before I let you go. Number one is if uh, people are interested uh, in touring with you, they can go through me and I can certainly work with you. So that's the first thing. Um, they could go through you, of course, but the, they really ought to mention me as being the, the, the go-between um, because it's the um, right thing to do. So for, all right, um, being, being that, I work with many agents. Basically, my business is centered around 95% travel agents like you, right? So um, what, I what I always tell my agents is that you guys can, you, I, give you, I give you the information and they can book with you and then you deal with me after. That makes sense. Now, uh, the other thing is, can we 
if we if say I have a client who wants to do like you know transfer from the airport, transfer back to the airport, and do two excursions, can we bundle them up and then give them a little discount, or is everything a la carte? Um, yeah, man, we can we can uh, put them together, and then um, we, I, I I give you I give you the, the best discount available, and you can do your thing from there. Yeah. That's great. Now, I did offer the top of the podcast before you hopped on board. I did offer anyone who books uh, one of your excursions through me ten uh, percent off. So, because um, that's that's just to be to be kind. Because again, um, you know, ten percent uh, it won't it won't kill your bottom no. line or mine. No, and, no. Uh, <laughs> And if they bundle, they can save more. As you know, just like uh, some of the TV commercials uh, for insurance and things happen. You know, so so that that works out great. Now, um, just before I let you go, how long have you been in business? And uh, you know, how did you come about to to you know become the uh, Island Dreams tour guy? Um, I've been in business is for the past um ten years, almost 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 ten years to be honest. Um, I used to be a bartender at the Rio Resort in here. Um, while I was doing bartending, uh, I was brainstorming how, what, what, what's, what's, what's my next move to be an entrepreneur. And I mean, so I was, look, I was seeing the guys that the, 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 the drivers at the resort in and out, in and out. And I, I just get a, I just get a bright spark say, Hey, I'm going to investigate how to do, how to start up on being a driver or, or I have a company in the tourism. So. That's how I started investigating the how to get my business off the ground. I I built my name while I was working at the resort. I printed my business card. I was I used poor I used PowerPoint at that time. So I go home, print some business card and PowerPoint, build them, print them, bring them to to work. I used to slide them under the desk because I used to see a lot of agents coming on fam trips. So I always go to the agents and slide my card to them. <laughs> I say, hey, uh, when you come into Jamaica, this is my little business. You know what I mean? So I printed everything, cut them out, bring them to work. And um, and one day, um, I think it was uh, one of those missionary group came to Jamaica. And they came to me and I was looking after them back and forth, back and forth. And I just resigned. Give my, give my manager a week notice. Say hey, I'm gonna leave, and and from there, the rest is history. Well, there you go. That's excellent. I have a, I have one more question, just an aside. What was your signature cocktail when you were a bartender? Ah, <laughs> uh, there's so many, but there's so many, but there was this one special cocktail that was being served all over the resort. They call it liquid marijuana. Liquid marijuana. Why? What? 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 What is in a liquid marijuana? Um, yeah, blue. You have to to get it green. To get the to get it green, you're gonna mix blue carousel with orange juice. So the okay. blue, right? The blue and the yellow give you green. Sure. So then, right. So then now you're gonna put the rum, coconut rum. Uh, let me see if I can remember rum and coconut rum. Uh huh. Um, it's it's a rum based drink, so it's coconut rum and rum, basically, right? Okay. Uh, and blue carousel. And orange juice. And there you go. And you you just top it off with a, a little sprig of something uh, green on top, and, and you're, you're set to go. <laughs> Not in the work field. They don't do that. Well, that's that is a that is a see that now there's a new drink. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that when I go on my next uh, 
a Caribbean cruise or, or, or Caribbean vacation to uh, Jamaica. So I, I, they, they, some some places might not know it because it was built that was built um, exclusively on the resort. Well, I, I understand, but now that I know the ingredients, I can tell them. All right, I need, yeah. I need this in my Blue drink. Castle, and, orange juice, coconut rum, and some and and and, and some Jamaican over overproof rum. That just sounds great. I wish I could have one now, but I have too much other stuff to do. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, I really appreciate you hopping on board today to talk about uh, what you do in Jamaica. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those, it's an add-on thing, you know. And again, uh, the, the, I've seen the website, so I know that the tours are reasonably priced. Um, and again, uh, you know, you have a chance to actually get uh, more authentic experience. Resorts are great, but they're, sometimes they're not authentic. And I think uh, going uh, to places that are more authentic uh, helps make for a more seasoned and, uh, and more well-balanced traveler. And I'm sure you'll agree with that. Yep, yeah, man. I totally agree. All right. So that's Neville Spence. Uh, again, I want to thank you for hopping on board uh, this edition of the Walters Wanderings po Travel Podcast. Um, we will have another edition uh, soon with more guests. We have a lot of podcasts this month, and I appreciate Neville for being on board, and uh, we will talk soon. And, again, if you want to do any excursions in Jamaica, um, you get 10% off, so we're all good. All right, uh, take care, have a great day, and we will talk soon.